Welcome to the Wealthy Nurse Hour with your host, Lakel Lab. In our program, you'll meet some of the most insightful nurse leaders and entrepreneurs who successfully made the move from the traditional nursing profession to making nursing a big business. Now, here is Lakel Lab. Welcome to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. I'm your host, Lakel Ed. If you're tuning in for the first time, this show serves as a platform for nurse leaders and entrepreneurs who are using their skill set and expertise to make a difference in the way that we practice nursing. Today, I have a special guest, Ms. L. L. Pearson. Uh, L. Pearson is a healthcare consultant, author, and mentor to aspiring nurse consultants are just a few of the many roles that L. encompasses. L. is the principal consultant of the Reputation Advisors, a crisis communication and reputation consulting firm that helps healthcare organizations protect their organizational brand from reputation disasters. To date, L has successfully helped over 300 physician practice owners, urgent care, and community hospitals protect their online brand from internal and external reputation threats by increasing patient engagement and mitigating grievances. Elle believes that every nurse has the ability to transform the healthcare industry by monetizing their expertise as healthcare consultants. In 2018, Elle introduced the Nurse Consultant Network to the nursing community to help aspiring and experienced nurse consultants launch and grow a profitable healthcare consulting firm. In her book, The Power of Expertise, how to reach an infinite income potential as a nurse consultant, Elle shares the strategies and framework for nurses to transform from professionals, from nursing professionals to healthcare consultants. Please welcome to the show, Ms. Elle Pearson. Hey, Elle. Well, thank you so much for having me. Hello, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for featuring me. No problem. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. <laughs> so, Elle, I'm excited give us a, to be here again. Yes, yes. Give us a little bit um, info about your background in nursing and what made you decide to transition from traditional nursing into business. Yes, well, you know, time passes when you're having a good time. <laughs> so I've been yeah. dedicated to the nursing profession for, my gosh, it'll be 15 years this year that I've been a registered nurse. And throughout my nursing profession, I've dedicated, wow, majority of my career to the pediatric world. So when I first finished school, um, you know, we all have a desire to probably go into a different setting than what we end up in, but I always wanted to um, be a nurse anesthetist. So I found myself after nursing school, uh, LaCalle, in a pediatric cardiovascular intensive care unit. And it was very intense. Um, I learned a lot, uh, but that definitely wasn't the place for me. So I decided to pivot into the NICU, worked in the NICU for quite some time and had this great opportunity to work in the community hospital. And so I helped a community hospital establish um, itself in the community. It was the very first time this hospital was opening in the community. 
and mm-hmm. um, worked there in a pediatric unit as a charge nurse and learned a lot there and then had the opportunity to go into administration. And so after having, you know, experience in the NICU, experience in PDC, the ICU, um, and then helping a community hospital open up, the administrative role was, you know, it was the, a great place to kind of learn about a little bit more than, you know, those bedside roles I'd previously been in. And the desire to become a nurse anesthetist, um, you know, I've always been an advocate for nurses to shadow those that they're interested or any role they're interested in pursuing. So I had the opportunity before I took that administrative role to shadow a CRNA, and it just was not for me. So Mm -hmm. that's one big tip I can tell anyone, you know, if you desire to be an NP or if you desire to do any any type of role um, outside of what you're used to doing, shadow that person. So I always found myself just intrigued by administration also, had the opportunity to shadow before I transitioned into that administrative role. Um, but in that administrative role, I learned a lot about the politics of healthcare. I learned a lot about why some of the decisions are made that we may not be aware of in those clinical roles. Mm-hmm. And so it just yeah. opened my eyes to another world. So I've kind of transitioned like many of us do. You know, you start out at the bedside, and if that option yeah. doesn't work, you just explore other units, other roles. And that's how I've mm-hmm. been able to kind of work my way up this what I would consider my own leadership ladder to now being a healthcare consultant. So I'm sure you can relate to that. If you're not happy with one role, you can always pivot to doing something else. But I think where I'm at now as a healthcare consultant has been probably the biggest and the best pivot I've made in my nursing career. Oh, great. That's good. I can um, also concur with what you're saying because that's one of the things that we're blessed with as nurses. We have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. explore many roles. And um, yes. just to see where we fit and find our niche in nursing altogether. So great. Yes, so what issues? Yes. Yeah. So what issues have you noticed throughout your career um, that, you know, sort of wanted you to, wanted, led you to step out and say, hey, you know, I want to do something different. I want to take the business road or become a business owner or entrepreneurship and solve these mm-hmm. problems? What problems did you yes. notice and wanted to well, solve? You know, it's so interesting. It's so interesting because I never saw myself being an entrepreneur per se until I entered the healthcare industry. So if you've been in the healthcare profession, no matter what your role is for any amount of years, you are exposed to an industry that is consumed with challenges, uh, consumed with problems that we as healthcare professionals, we typically uh, will rally in our silos and complain about whether it be retention or satisfaction or um, patient safety or quality. These are all things that we are aware of. Um, and it's no secret. <laughs> These are things that we deal yeah. with. How do we make healthcare better? Um, you know, in a healthcare setting, the hospital, in fact, you know, will utilize us and our expertise, even in those clinical roles, will have committees where we're dedicated to solving a problem. And mm-hmm. so in administration, you know, you're exposed to those problems as a clinical professional. But in administration, you're exposed to even more, but then you're exposed to the financial aspect of it. So how is retention impacting the bottom line of the organization? Um, How is nursing burnout 
impacting the mm-hmm. bottom line of the organization. So it's, it's really like this 360 will, if you don't solve this problem at the top, it's going to impact various roles, various units, various outcomes. And so, you know, as it relates to me wanting to go into business, uh, there were really two main components to me wanting to step out and, you know, start my own consulting firm. Uh, number one, it was about me being aware that this was an actual opportunity. And what I find is a lot of mm-hmm. nurses, physicians, pharmacists, all of us who are in clinical roles, uh, we are not exposed to uh, the consulting industry. So I'm pretty big at establishing relationships. Um, (laughs) I'm very Mm -hmm. much a people person. And so just through me networking at various events here in Houston, Texas, I'm in the medical center. So there's always opportunities to uh, be able to collaborate with others. But a lot of times, again, as healthcare professionals, we don't have that time. Well, I've made that time to just step out of my comfort zone, go to events where I could meet those other healthcare professionals, and many of which were consultants. And I built relationships with them, and it was so surprising, intriguing, um, and also inspiring to meet others, many of which who didn't have any clinical experience. And Mikkel, they were solving the same problems that we as nursing professionals complain about at the nurses' station in boardrooms. And it Mm -hmm. blew my mind you know, to where I was like, wow, they're solving these problems, and they're making three and five times my salary as a nursing Mm -hmm. professional. And you think that we make very good money, but once you start to hear the proposals and hear exactly how, you know, the the income potential, I said, there's no way. (laughs) There's no way that this um, healthcare consultant without clinical insight can step into a hospital setting Um, Mm -hmm. provide advice and guidance and recommendations, and we as clinicians implement those recommendations. Um, And, you know, I thought to myself, I have to learn more. And so after building those relationships and learning more, um, I said to myself, I can do this. And so at that time, uh, Raquel, I just took that awareness and those relationships as an opportunity to learn. So opposed to just quitting my job and saying, I'm just going to be a consultant, I said, no, let's be strategic. Let's think this out. And so my workplace became a huge um, opportunity for me to learn more. So I started to ask questions um, about why decisions were made. I started to uh, take notice of other external consultants that were coming in and, you know, asking questions about, okay, well, why was this firm chosen? Um, what problems are they addressing? What solutions are they going to be introducing? But I also took that opportunity to continue to solve problems that I was passionate about um, in the hospital setting. And what I've always been, you know, very much intrigued with and passionate about is the patient experience. But I saw an area in which the hospital wasn't addressing okay, how do you address patient experience challenges in the online mm-hmm. space? And there's a, there's a direct correlation with the reputation of the organization and that hospital mm-hmm. protecting its brand. And so I was able to implement several solutions um, in those committees I was a part of, and then those solutions were implemented, the hospital got results, and then, bam, it's like my own personal case study. So, you know, those were really... Mm-hmm 
the eye-opening moments of me saying, hey, this is an untapped niche that healthcare professionals aren't taking advantage of. Um, And then, you know, just, again, becoming aware that it existed, developing strategic relationships, utilizing my workplace to learn as much as possible because it's a huge business plan. (laughs) You know, so many nurses will ask me, well, do I have to go back to school to become a consultant or what course should I take? Well, you're, you're working, (laughs) you are working in Mm -hmm. a business plan where you can leverage everything from SOPs to um, the leaders that work there. I mean, there's so many opportunities to learn, learn, learn. But again, if you're only focused on going to work, doing your job, you know, doing patient care and going home, you've missed out on a huge opportunity to just, again, leverage your workplace to be able to solve problems and then later say, I can do this in my own business and help other organizations do the same thing. And at the same token, if you think about it, I mentioned before, most of these healthcare consultants that work with organizations don't have clinical insight. So there's a huge gap in the problems that they solve Mm -hmm. and the solutions that they bring to the table. So you know, consulting is nothing new. It's about identifying those gaps in the in what other firms aren't doing and just using your clinical insight to fill those gaps and presenting even better solutions as a healthcare consultant with a nursing background. Does that make sense? Uh, that makes perfect sense. Um, I talk about this a lot, um, and, that, and that's probably why the nurses are sitting at the nurses stations complaining because they don't have that clinical knowledge. The people are developing these products that we have to use on a day-to-day basis, they don't have that clinical knowledge, so they don't know how to incorporate it into the daily workflow of a clinician, you know? And if more of us yes. step into that world and, of innovation and begin to develop, it will probably work better um, in the workflow while we're in these clinical positions. So I completely agree um, to what you're saying. And also, you made a very good point about being strategic in the environment in which we're currently working and developing, taking that time, gathering data, and being intentional about gathering, gathering that information um, in order to step out. So I commend you for what, what you're doing. I think you're doing an amazing job. And oh, thank um, you so much. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the gap, is is that a lot of nurses don't know how to or where to start. You're pretty knowledgeable um, about that, and that's great, but what would you say to a nurse who doesn't know where to start and wants to step out but just don't know how or, (laughs) you know, don't know what that niche niche is or where to begin? Or feel stuck in that job or at the bedside and don't know where to branch out? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I go over this in great detail, which is why I had, you know, I had so many um, nursing professionals and now it's turned into physicians and everyone else, (laughs) you know, everyone um, is interested in consulting, especially with everything that's going on now with the pandemic. Um, It's just an example of how, Healthcare needs clinicians to share their insights, um, and they need us in more than just direct bedside roles. 
But this mm-hmm. is just, you know, the, the, the times that we're in now is just a great example of, hey, mm-hmm. you need to be able to not only create multiple streams of income for yourself, but be available to, to see the problem and introduce a solution to these leaders. Uh, but as far as getting started, you know, that's really the reason why I said, let me put this in a book because <laughs> I want to be able yeah. to, to share my expertise and break it down to where it takes you from, I can take you from awareness to here are the opportunities, and this is how you get started. So for that clinician, for that nurse um, who's interested in consulting, you know, it starts with identifying a problem. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to really sit down and think about, okay, what problems am I exposed to on a daily basis to where this organization needs to solve this problem, and it needs to be a priority problem. Um, and if they don't solve this problem, there's direct consequences to it. Um, when you start with a problem and you start to think about, okay, is it a priority? Is this a profitable problem? Meaning if this organization doesn't solve this problem, are they at risk of a fine? Are they at risk of losing accreditation? Mm-hmm. Are they at risk of, you know, a lawsuit? patient satisfaction, a loss in patient acquisition. I mean, these are all consequences that should be directly associated with that problem you solve. And as we mm-hmm. both talked about, we are, as, as nurses, we're exposed to problems every single day. And mm-hmm. so once you sit down and write your problem list, there also needs to be some passion behind it. You know, I've always been passionate about uh, patient experience. So think about you know, as a consultant, I'm researching reputation management every day. I am talking to my clients about crisis communication every day and how it's directly correlated to patient satisfaction. So, you know, your problem list and those problems that you develop, they need to be something that you want to do the research on, um, that you want to help educate others about. And this is really in direct alignment with what we do with nurses. I mean, we have been consultants. If you have ever been a preceptor, if you've been a resource on your unit or in your role, people come to you for advice and guidance. It's no different as a consultant. I'm a mm-hmm. trusted advisor. So the problems that I identify, there needs to be some passion behind it. I need to want to learn about the subject and stay on top of industry trends. Um, just like you have infection control consultants right now. They need to want to stay on top of COVID-19 and everything Mm -hmm. that's introduced on a daily basis because they're going to be those trusted advisors that are helping those organizations they're partner with, you know, solve, solve problems that currently exist and implement any new recommendations from CDC or whomever else agency is recommending that we do something different or pivot. So I would tell any nurse to really start there. Identify a problem and create a problem list. Identify those consequences to that organization not solving the problem. And once you have that, it turns into really market research. What other firms currently exist in the marketplace um, that are solving those same problems? And consulting, Laquelle, is not about recreating the will. There are other consulting firms that are solving those problems that you're passionate about and that you discover. But again, it's about identifying yeah. gaps. And so just like we utilized, um, we utilize uh, various research documents before we implement anything new in the hospital setting, 
when you go to research these other consulting firms, typically there's webinars on their websites. They have case studies and white papers in which you as a consultant should consume. Um, it's research information that they've done for you to learn more about the industry, for you to learn more about the problem that they're solving and how they help their clients. And that information alone, just during the market research on other consulting firms, it gives you so much insight on deliverables to offer your clients. But also remember, as I mentioned before, you're looking for those gaps. So what, what are the gaps in this white paper, in this case study that they're not introducing because they don't have clinical insight. Or maybe they do, Mm -hmm. but they still are missing a huge piece of the puzzle. And so I would uh, recommend any nursing professional to really start there. But something that's really important too, even before uh, you start your practice or even while you're doing the market research and looking for a niche or your specialty area, something you're passionate about, one thing I would tell every single healthcare professional to do right now is to form strategic relationships. Uh, we seldomly don't think about all, yes, we seldomly don't think about all of the relationships that we have developed over the years that become so important in our consulting firms. Laquel, I'm sorry. Gonna, um, hold that thought. Hold that thought because this is getting so good, Al. We're just going to take a quick commercial break and come back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are listening to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at thewealthynursehour.com. Now, back to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. Welcome back to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. I'm your host, Laquel Ebb, and today I'm joined with Ms. L. Pearson. And before the break, we were Elle was giving some great tips on how to transition um, from effectively from the bedside um, to business. And she was giving good tips about doing your research and looking for gaps within um, the industry that you're currently working for and identifying those gaps um, to solve problems um, in your current facility. So, Elle, can you pick up from where you left off? Yeah, absolutely, Laquel. So we were talking about identifying problems and, like you mentioned, identifying gaps, especially if you're doing your market research with those other consulting firms. There is so much information, um, and I'll come back to that and just to tell you a great place to look. Um, but yeah. the last point that I was making was about creating strategic relationships, but really utilizing your professional network. So if 
you know, I've been a nurse for almost 15 years. I'm not sure how long you've been a nurse, Laquel, but ten if years, you think about it, we've all, <laughs> 10 years, yeah. well, and in yeah. those 10 years, you've created some amazing relationships with leaders, with physicians, with mm-hmm. other nurses who've pivoted and gone on to other roles. And so a lot of times, you know, you think, well, I want to be a consultant. I've identified this amazing problem. Um, I know that it's a profitable problem for an organization to be able to address its priority. Um, I can help this organization save money, but where do I start? How do I market? Well, I got my first mm-hmm. client from my professional network. So I had to sit down and think about, okay, who have I been connected with and what are they doing now? <laughs> and typically, mm-hmm. if you've been a nurse for over five years, you know, people grow up the leadership track fast. People pivot into business. Um, I have a huge network of physicians that have started their own practices, whether they're urgent cares, private practices. Um, I know many nursing leaders that have gone on to be CNOs of other hospitals. And so you really have to think about, okay, Who's in my professional network? Make a list of everyone and reach out to them. Um, you know, yes, mm-hmm. you can always start and establish strategic relationships with other leaders and who you identify them as someone you could do business with potentially. But whoever, you know, who, who best to do business with than someone who knows, likes you, and trusts you already? Um, so that's mm-hmm. a really big way to get started is reaching out to your professional network and saying, hey, you know what, I've identified this great solution um, to this problem that I'm quite sure your organization may have also. Um, you know, would you be interested in collaborating or just validating that your organization would even invest in a solution like this? And so that's a really great way to leverage your current professional network is to reach out to them, re-engage in those relationships, and not just ask for something when you're first reaching out, but again, just reach out. And now is the perfect time to do this because we are going through a pandemic. So what better way to reach out to someone, say, hey, just checking in on you and the family, how are you guys doing? And then starting that relationship over again. Um, That's how I got started in business, just reaching out to my professional network. They validated that this was a great investment. They implemented my Mm -hmm. solutions. And then after that, Laquel, I got some amazing referrals. So it started out to where my solution was free. I said, hey, let's just try it out. And then typically your network has an even larger network. And so it just started Mm. a wildfire of business. So, yes, you know, when you think about marketing, you're like, well, how can I do this? Well, there's an easier way. So always tap into and build your professional network. And if you're currently working as a nursing professional at any organization, where it be ambulatory, inpatient, um, whatever setting, build relationships with those leaders because it's so important that you know how to have conversations with CEOs, with executive directors, with vice presidents. And so how, you know, how I would feel honored, and this is something I did also, I would feel honored Mm -hmm. if I was a CNO and someone reached out to me and said, hey, by the way, I appreciate what you're doing. Um, can I take you out to lunch? And that's something I did also. I took a VP out to lunch, um, and she didn't know me. I didn't know her, but I saw her on the computer's intranet. Every hospital, or at least the hospital that I worked for previously, had an intranet. So they would showcase various leaders. So one huge asset that you have working for an organization right now is you have access to everyone's email address. 
build relationships with those leaders. Be mindful that you don't want to talk about your business, but you absolutely want to learn how to have those conversations, learn about other consultants that they're bringing in, and just provide, just be you, build a relationship. And those things can absolutely help you um, in business later because if you think about it, Laquel, typically Mm -hmm. those executives don't stay at that organization. They'll move on to other organizations. So if you're starting relationships now, who knows, it could be a huge contract for you later in your consulting business. That's true. Was that helpful? So true. You're giving giving so many great tips (laughs) just to, to get started. Anybody who's listening, they have all they need just to start just developing that uh, data and getting information to, to branch out if they're thinking about doing so. Thank you so much for sharing that, Al. So you're welcome. One big question I have is, um, is a, you know, as you know, there's a lot going on with the COVID pan- COVID-19 pandemic. So what are your thoughts about the COVID-19 pandemic and some of the challenges that um, who are working, some of the challenges that nurses who are working on a front line are facing right now? Um, and experiencing what? What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, is a lot of them don't have proper protection. A lot of them, I see on social media, are complaining about a number of things right now. Practice issues, not enough protection, being forced to, you know, go into these patients' rooms unprotected, and uh, various things, being fired, even. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, you know recently. Yeah, it's very, it's moving, it's it's very, you know, I had to almost, um, and I do this, you know, when I'm working, I have, I, I practice time blocking to where I do a set amount of work and then I stop, take a break. But during my breaks, I just had to stop um, even getting on social media because it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, mm-hmm. You want to provide support. And I feel like at this point in time, this is an eye-opening opportunity for us to say, hey, I can take a stand for my profession and, again, introduce other ways in which we can make this work. So I feel like this is almost Mm -hmm. like a healthcare revolution. We're going to have to rebuild healthcare, and this is the perfect opportunity for nurses who are, are on the front line and experiencing these issues where they can say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm actually working in the problem. This is what we need to do better, moving forward and implementing a plan and having a plan in place. So the thing about COVID, I know um, recently OSHA introduced a whistleblower program for those nurses to be able to um, reach out and um, be able to identify those organizations who are putting them at risk. Um, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy that that was passed. Um, that's another part of, be, of, of consulting, just staying on top of even issues like that to know how, in fact, we can be protected from organizations mm-hmm. who are, you know, I'm going to be taking advantage of us. <laughs> um, yeah. But, again, I feel like this is an opportunity for nurses, doctors, and everyone who's working on the front line to take a step back and say, okay, how can I take this experience and pivot into consulting? I'm yeah. such an advocate for nurses to take, use this as almost like a why factor. 
um, use mm-hmm. this as a motivator to create other opportunities for themselves. At the end of the day, I know that patients need to be cared for, but is it worth risking our families uh, when we don't have mm-hmm. proper PPE? And here's the thing about it, and as consultants, I, I, I see it and I live it every single day. You're reaching out to these organizations. You're telling them to be proactive. Be proactive. But as you know, most healthcare organizations are very reactive. So moving mm-hmm. forward, again, I mentioned this is going to be a healthcare revolution, and it's the perfect opportunity for us as clinicians to have our voices heard. Um, to really come together, and this is why I, I wish there was a way for me to share what consulting is because so many clinicians aren't aware. They feel helpless, but there is a we way can. in which you can <laughs> take a step back and then partner with those organizations um, yeah. and implement change, but there has to be an awareness, um, and most clinicians, again, don't know that this is a possibility for us to be able to evolve healthcare together by saying, okay, <laughs> we'll work at bedside, but we also want you to implement these recommendations. I hope that was helpful. Yeah. That was definitely helpful. Um, that was very good. I love uh, that this is a healthcare revolution right now. You're so right, and I think this is the perfect time for, you know, us as nurses, clinicians in general, just to sit back and rethink some things and revamp healthcare as oh, we know it yes. today. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of things. So, you know, I had a, I had a presentation where, um, to my audience, we talked about, mm-hmm. it was a webinar where we talked about creating a opportunity out of crisis. We're going to be rebuilding for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if there's anyone mm-hmm. who's interested in retention, burnout, wellness, crisis communications like I'm in, um, quality, you know, JACO and CMS have wavered so many standards since this has happened, and it makes you think, mm-hmm. okay, why are the standards being waived because we're in a, in a pandemic? We should still have standards to healthcare. I mean, there's so many That's things true. going on. So um, we are going to be rebuilding in every single specialty of consulting in healthcare for a long time. So this is really mm-hmm. the perfect opportunity to start building those strategic relationships and um, reaching out to those leaders to say, hey, I can help you, which is what I've been doing for my previous, for my current clients and those who are on my lead list because I'm still growing my business. I'm reaching out to saying, hey, uh, I'm available to help you in any capacity. I'm available for a 30-minute crisis communication consult if you need it. Um, just let me know how I can be available. Hey, it's, it's about planting seeds at this time and introducing recommendations. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Planting seeds. This is the this is the time to plant those seeds. I mean, a lot of people, even if you're not at the bedside, some nurses are working from home or anybody who's working from home, this is the time to not, you know, sulk and be depressed, but to just start planting those seeds because this time, this shall pass. And you have to yes. plan for the future. I know a lot of us our our um major complaint or reason why we don't start is because we don't have enough time. We're doing this. We have the time now. What's your excuse now? <laughs> you shouldn't have one because mm-hmm. you should begin to plant those seeds and plan, plan for the future. I love that. That's right. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. one of the reasons why I came up with the name, the Wealthy Nurse Hour, 
is because that I believe that wealth is a mindset. If a pe- person uh, can make up their mind to change an unfavorable situation, then I believe that they have the ability to live a wealthy life. The possession or the manifestation of wealth starts with the way a person thinks. I think a healthy mind plus setting goals plus taking strategic action equals a wealthy life. So tell me, Al, what what are your thoughts around wealth? What do you think wealth is? What does it mean to you? How do you define it? You know, you absolutely took the words from my mouth. (laughs) You know, it really is all about mindset. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I see wealth as, um, wealth is flexibility to me. Mm -hmm. Wealth is the ability to serve others and be able to feel the emotion of the results that they get. It's something powerful when you're able to help someone else and they get results. Um, That's life-changing for not only them, but also for you. Um, Wealth to me is being able to share my insight, and it helps not just one patient, but many. Um, Mm -hmm. Wealth to me is being able to do what I love to do, Mm-hmm. And still maintain my nursing license and be there for Alyssa, who's my daughter. Yes. Um, wealth Aww. is being able to share my insight with so many nurses who need to know what options are available to them. Even when traditional roles will try to say this is the only way, um, wealth yeah. is being able for me to be able to spread my good word. Um, and mm-hmm. so. But the first thing, as you mentioned, mindset. Um, all of those mm-hmm. things that I mentioned would not be possible if I had not decided to step outside of my comfort zone to even have conversations with leaders or say, hey, I have an idea. Um, are you interested in learning more? So that's what I would define wealth in my eyes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Also, mm-hmm. leadership. <laughs> how would you define leadership? And in the same breath, how would you define leadership also? Yeah. So it takes a great you know, leader so to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And believe me, I'm going through that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have, been, you know, administrative roles. And then when it's your business and you're building a team, it's, mm-hmm. it's very different. Um Yes. You find yourself, you know, as a as a business owner growing a team, it's always been about relationships to me, but it's about cultivating other leaders. So being available and helping them learn and grow and then watching them be able to take on their own leadership characteristics in your in your business to where they are now ready to um, train others, and yeah. it, it's amazing to see. But leadership, you know, to me is being able to be so secure in what you do as that business owner to grow others and not be intimidated mm-hmm. with the fact that, um, you know, they are doing something in which you need to be doing. Because I can tell you this, we as nurses are very type A, um, we like things to yeah. be a certain way, and sometimes 
that can get in, in the way of us growing our business. So one huge role that I, or one thing I've learned um, as a leader in my business, I need to take on that responsibility of growing other leaders and grooming other leaders and training other leaders opposed to uh, me doing the work. So I need to be able to take a step back and work on my business and not work in my business. So that's all about just being aware, being aware and always learning too. Um, in the beginning of the conversation, you said, you said, wow, Elle, you're the expert. But also, as it relates to leadership as well, it, it's always about learning more. My learning never yeah. stops. I'm always in a book. <laughs> so, you know, even no, that's during so this important. time, as I'm so still, important. Yes. Even during this time, you know, uh, John Maxwell, he's had several webinars about leadership. Um, you know, as I find myself continuing to grow my team and harvesting other leaders, I'm still learning as well. You know, how can I improve? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's what a strong leader is. You're grooming other leaders, but you're also, um, you're learning as well through the process and that never stops. And that that's, great that you mentioned that because I believe that it takes a great leader to humble themselves and step back and be that student. Like you said, you're always learning and it's important to know when to be the teacher and when it's your time to sit back and be taught and be the student. So I think that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your best piece of advice? Um, for the inspiring nurse entrepreneur that you would give? And what types of things are you doing um, in your business to help the aspiring entrepreneur? You mentioned the, the great book that you wrote, The Power of Expertise, but also you have a Facebook group that you started. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, if I were to give, um, there's so much advice. <laughs> There's yeah. advice that I would share, um, you know, which is why I've created so many outlets to be able to just share my expertise. That's my way of giving yeah. back to the nursing profession. And um, that's given so much to me. If it wasn't for nursing, I wouldn't be in this place. Um, yeah. But, you know, I have, you know, here's the thing. And, and I, I want everyone to just take note of this. So many people come to me excited, Laquel. They're excited about Mm -hmm. the opportunity to start a consulting firm. They're excited. They are just fed up and tired of their current role. Maybe they're burned out. Maybe they want flexibility. Maybe they want wealth. But it doesn't come without work. I don't mind helping anyone Mm -hmm. um, get started, um, launch, even improve their current practice. But it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, And if you think about it, even when we decided to go into the nursing profession, um, it wasn't easy. It was very hard. So starting a consulting firm is no, it's no different. It's going to be difficult. We're not used to marketing and lead generation and sales, but it's something Mm -hmm. that you have to learn. Um, A lot of us are not used to rejection. I have to deal with Mm. that every day. But I also have to have to learn how to pivot and deal with objections and rejections pick up and keep on mm-hmm. moving because what I have to offer is amazing. Um, so I would tell any aspiring consultant to, even as a consultant, know all your options. Yes, 
having your own consulting firm to me is wonderful. I love being able to be in control of my day, how much income I'm bringing in. Those things are wonderful. But there's also other options for nurses who don't want to start a business to go into consulting. Uh, Press Ganey, yeah. for example, we all know about Press Ganey. Press Ganey is a consulting yeah. firm. They're hiring consultants all of the time. But again, it's about awareness and being aware of all your opportunities. So if there's anyone who wants to start their business, I would say you have to decide in your mind that this is something you really want and then know your why. Reflect on it. Don't stop. Keep on going. Um, as far as how others can reach out to me, um, you mentioned the Facebook group. So we were the nurse consultant masterminds on Facebook but recently, we've turned into the Healthcare Consultant Masterminds on Facebook, and it's a place where we share resources. Uh, typically, once a month, I'll host a free workshop, and uh, mm-hmm. there's always opportunities to connect and collaborate with other experienced and newer healthcare consultants and just learn. Um, we're not a place where, you know, we're just advertising, advertising. It's a place where I want healthcare consultants to come in, learn, and we establish strategic relationships with each other. So if I know, Laquel, that you're in a particular specialty in consulting, maybe I have a client that can um, utilize your services, and we ourselves can establish a business referral relationship. So that's what the community is about. It's about sharing resources, establishing strategic relationships, and then I also will pop on and do free trainings and workshops. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to make sure that we're all, at least if you're not a full-time consultant, Laquel, you at least have Mm -hmm. a part-time consulting firm so we can establish business referral relationships. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. So even with this group, if I'm sort of like that introvert nurse who doesn't, you know, go out and know how to network and um, talk to people, you've made it sort of convenient for them to network from their fingertips, <laughs> from Facebook. Yes. And being able to connect <laughs> yes. with other consultants to grow their business. That's that's awesome. And then yes, you're absolutely. also offering your expertise through free training. Who could pass that up now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, well, I have a lot to share. So as much as people learn, and even if they read the book, I still have a lot of information to share. So I want to make sure that we all um, are monetizing our expertise. Yes, yes. Elle, you are amazing, and I think that the work that you're doing is phenomenal. I, I really do. So one quick well, question. Thank you so much, Lakelle. No problem. One quick question, because we all, in the midst of everything, um, on on a day-to-day, throughout this COVID-19 pandemic, how do you find um, balance? What do you do for self-care? How do you nurture your mind to keep keep going and to stay consistent with your business? What are you doing, and what tips would you give to other nurses, clinicians out there who are on the front line, who are there when this pandemic, um, just to keep a healthy, healthy mindset. Yeah. Self-care is so important, you know, but for me, it's, it's interesting because I do work from home. So it's not, um, being quarantined, um, and having to, you know, stay home has, has not really changed so much because I, Mm -hmm. I work from, from home. Um, but I think having, you know, when you decide to move forward in business, you know, it's really a shift. You know, you were working as an 
as an employee for so long. And so you have mm-hmm. what I what I talk about in the book is like an employee mindset. Um, so you mm-hmm. really have to learn how to transition into that entrepreneurial mindset. And a lot of that is all about having a routine and setting priorities, even the day before. So something that really helps me um, is, as far as staying on task, is, I meant, as I mentioned before, I, I practice deep work. And it's a book by Cal Newport. It's called Deep Work, and it teaches you how to do time blocking. And so time blocking, you know, I, at first I was like, well, how, how am I going to manage all of this? <laughs> you know, what do I do? Yeah. Do I do lead generation? Do I do, you know, follow-up? What do I do? So um, time blocking allows me to segment certain aspects of my day, and I plan my day in blocks. So, you know, mm-hmm. the beginning of the day, I may wake up, you know, do follow-up, and then after that, take a break, 15 minutes, and then I'll get back to another 90 minutes where I'm doing client management take a break and then I'll segment that time. But even with the time blocking, what's really been really effective for me is the night before I'll write out my priority list. And sometimes, you know, you want to make that list, you know, 10 things that you need to do. But what's really worked for me is just having maybe two or three things that really need to be done. Typically that's client management and then some type of outreach. But um, even Mm -hmm. so, if I have that priority list going into the day, I feel um, it's just a way for me to just get more done. So I love being able to set my goals the day before, have my list, time block. Uh, Something else that I do also is I do a lot of reading. So before I get up, Mm -hmm. I don't just touch my phone. I used to do it all the time. Uh, But I get up, I read, even if it's 15 minutes. And I reflect on my goals. So I do a lot of journaling. Um, I like to look at my goals, make sure I'm on track, that type of thing. And exercise is important, too. So once we finish, I haven't worked out, but I'm going to do my workout. (laughs) Um, But all those things are part of self-care, and it's so important. And you hear it all the time. Meditation is really mainstream now. Um, But have you tried it? It's like life-changing just to clear your mind and not think of anything else but to just focus and be centered with yourself and have peace. It makes me more efficient. So those are things that I do. And if you do them, hopefully you'll be more efficient too. (laughs) Yes, you have to. It is so important just to find that way to center yourself and Mm -hmm. focus your mind, uh, especially during these times with so much going on. Listen, Al. It's a pleasure to have you. It was a pleasure to have you on the phone, have you on the show today speaking. Um, I love the way you think and mindset and everything that you're doing in the consulting world. Where can uh, the guests find you if they wanted to reach out to you? Absolutely. Well, a great place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. You can just type in my name, L Pearson, and you'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, I will say this. I appreciate LinkedIn etiquette, so always leave a personal message and just let me know who you are. Um, I would love to chat with you there. And also, if you're interested in consulting, check out the Facebook group, the Healthcare Consultant Masterminds. And if you're interested in consulting, that's the best place to be able to establish a relationship with me and just get a lot of insight and resources and meet other consultants as well. Okay, great. Thanks again for having you on the on the show. I look forward to speaking to you more. Uh, and I'll talk yes. to you the next time. Very good. Thank you so much for having me, Lacal. No problem. Take care.
Thank you for tuning in to the Wealthy Nurse Hour. Be sure to join your host, LaCalle Lab, for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk more next week.